Welcome, welcome to 561 Music. My name is Ben. And I'm Hector. How's it going, Hector? I am doing fantastic. How are you doing? I'm all right. I just uh, got back off vacation, so I'm trying to sort my house out and everything and get things squared away, but everything's cool. Get, get back in the swing of things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, well, I'm excited because, uh, as as you know, the two of us went over to Matthews uh, Brewing this week. Yeah, and uh, and we were talking to them about Five Six One Music Festival. Um, yeah, man, it was uh, it was just an idea, and it's now a thing. So, so anytime um, I ever do anything with he- with you, it basically uh, it starts as an idea, and then the next morning it's a thing. So it doesn't surprise I, me. It's I, a thing. I have a bad habit of uh, of just taking ideas and running with them. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's super cool, though. So did, did we um, get the April 2nd date? In the uh, it's looking like it, yeah. So uh, yeah. so basically at this point, we just need to decide if we're going to do a one- or a two-day festival and then um, lock in the date, and that's it, man. Start rolling yeah. the ball. Well, it makes so. sense. You know, like we um, if we have a music podcast, it'd be good to actually – give people an opportunity to hear everyone who's been on it play. I think it'd be exciting, too, to have all of the local people playing yeah. you know, together. Yeah. Well, this is, this is going to be cool. It's going to be all local musicians. Um, it's going to be right right around, hovering right around the one-year anniversary of the podcast. So it'll be kind yeah. of a celebration of, of the podcast, you know, one-year anniversary. Um, it's going to be at a local venue. Yeah. Um, so, I, you know, it doesn't get much better than that, man. No, and I love the way that, because when we went down there, there was a Pearl Jam tri- tribute playing, but um, they had a, an acoustic person playing on the other side of the thing. And, and, and we were talking about having, you know, doing that kind of versus thing, weren't we, yeah. where yeah. we have a main band on and then we put like an acoustic deck yeah. on and then kind of back and forth like that. Yeah, Sunfest style. So there's no, uh, there's no downtime, you know. You yeah. get like one band playing while the other one's setting up and back and forth and back and forth. So, yeah, I mean, I'm, uh, I'm considering uh, the two-day option yeah. um, just because there's so many people we want to have on there and yeah, cramming exactly. them all into one day would be just insane yeah um but uh but we'll see we'll, we'll figure that out probably in the next few days here and lock it in and so yeah man it's happening yeah it's exciting <laughs> all right then so um i think it's time to introduce we, we have uh jake walden and ed berrios from the jake walden band here how's it going guys it's going great, man. We're uh, we're happy to be here, and we're we're hoping this rainy season is coming to a close sometime soon. Never, <laughs> never, never. Come on, you're from Florida. You should know better. I do. Yeah, yeah. born and raised. What's I never the, learned. <laughs> what's the phrase? If you don't like the weather in Florida, wait five minutes. Or yeah, wait, like wait, uh, wait thirty seconds. I yeah, think yeah, is. Yeah. Or, or cross the street. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, all right. So, I uh. You've sort of come on my radar just from sort of seeing you doing things in um, on social media, and um, and then I took a little bit more of a dive and, and started to listen to your music, and was really really impressed. And because I I'd also we had Vince on Vince uh, Flora on um, one of the first podcasts we did, and he, he was talking about you. And I I know you've been in the area, you guys have been in the area for a long time, just because. Uh, you know, just through playing music, but we never really sort of like hung out or like much like anything like that. But you know, I've been admiring you from afar, so it's nice to. Uh, oh, thanks, man. Yeah. <laughs> Likewise. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's nice to to have you on, and um, and we we asked um a few questions just to sort of give uh, our viewers and our listeners a little bit of an idea about you know what goes on with you sort of behind the music. So um. I think we're just going to crack on with it and, and start with you, um, Jake. Uh, why did you start playing music? And you can just be as broad as possible. We got right. time. Uh, man, I mean, I actually can give you a pretty acute answer on that one. Oh, cool. um, when I was a little little kid, I uh, my dad was like a huge Stevie Ray Vaughan fan. And oh, yeah. um, 
I he pretty much sat me in front of the TV, and I was watching live at Oma Combo and live at Austin City Limits, and watching all these blues documentaries. You know, W. C. Clark and Luann Barton, and you know, Muddy Waters, Howlin' Wolf. Um, buddy guy and uh junior wells and i pretty much was gathering all this in a young age i had like he bought me this little toy plastic purple guitar and i taped like srv over it and i was running around cool you know (laughs) in my huggies like with my little plastic toy guitar born to do it we're born to do it and um i didn't start i didn't actually pick up a like a real guitar i don't think i picked up until i was probably realistically eight or nine years old and i was terrible at it and i was like i don't want to play this try to get lessons yeah and didn't want to do it and then picked it up again at 12 and couldn't really figure it out and then when i was around 14 i just picked it up said i'm gonna teach myself how to do this and i went on youtube started to learn how to play guitar and uh by the time i was 16 by the time i was 17 i uh, started playing out i uh i went to actually double roads is where i got first stood on stage and uh a gentleman named jeff prime was running the open mic night and i said hey you know i want to sit in and he said well you know, you ever played out before? And I'm like, no, I haven't played out before. And he's like, oh, well, you know how to read the neck, you know, what key you're in? I'm like, I have no clue what you're talking about. <laughs> and, uh, you know, you could tell me to play a G. I had no idea where the G was. I was sure. like, just, I'll watch for a little bit and figure it out. Give me a pass or two. And um, so I started to get lessons, you know, and uh, right. learn the keys of music. And, and here we are. Yeah, cool. So how's the... Uh, the um, how- in terms of your lessons and your sort of education with it, how did that sort of play out? Man, well, I can't to this day cannot read music. Still cannot right. read music. So I was very, I, I was always kind of an ear learner, and it yeah. was it was nice to um, to I had a buddy that actually also ran the open mic night double roads. His name was Gary Frost. He uh, yeah, he got lessons with Big him. Big up Gary Frost. Yeah, right. go Gary. Yeah. Gary's the only reason I can play an A minor. Um, Seems <laughs> trooper, man. If it wasn't for Gary, like, think how many people wouldn't have got up there and kind of played their first thing. I know, man. Mic or something. I know. We I did the corners thing too, and it was still corners. Yeah, it was uh, just Gary. Gary sort of like took me under his wing. You know, I kind of was like any jam he was running. I was like, Gary, let me get on stage. You yeah, know, cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Pride and joy, or something. I love the way that. I've, I'm not trying to embarrass you, Gary, or anything like that, but I love the way that you know you'll show up to a bar. It'll be like two in the morning. It'll be like a bunch of crazy sort of drunk people and people acting really inappropriately and like all this mayhem. And then there's this oasis of calm that is Gary. So just like <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah. like like with, and it, he just seems to have this kind of sort of qu- right. quiet, centered nature. Right. You know, yeah, like, like yeah. six string Zulu. It's, 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 <laughs> yeah. it's uh, yeah. totally yeah. I was always impressed by how chill he seemed, like in some of the most chaotic situations. I know. <laughs> he just has that ability. If it all goes south, he just likes to laugh about it and play a D. I mean, that's, <laughs> that's what he does. That's what he does. <laughs> Quite good at it. Yeah, that's funny. So, um, all right. So, we already sort of went over it a little bit, but um, can you go a little bit more into some of the early influent- musical influences you had, some of these blues Sure, guys. sure, man. I, uh, well, Stevie Ray, obviously, was my first big one. I think I went Stevie Ray, Clapton, Hendrix, and then I listened to the Allman Brothers a ton, but I never knew who was playing guitar. I never knew it was Dwayne right. Allman or sure. Dickie Betts, and I, I loved that. And um, eventually, one day, I was probably around 17, and uh, I sat and sitting in front of the TV, and Eric Clapton's Crossroads came on, and a guy named Derek Trucks and, and uh, his wife, Susan Tedeschi, popped up on the TV, and I heard him play slide guitar. I said, I want to do that. And then I started 
you know, trying to figure out how to get my way around on the neck with, with the slide a little bit. And uh, I think my, you know, biggest influences would probably have to be, I would say, you got to go Derek, Stevie, um, Hendrix, and Clapton. I mean, yeah. you know. Yeah, that's solid. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Um, I know that, like, my playing uh, is pretty much mostly by... I ended up learning... I ended up learning a lot of theory over the years, and I know it now. Wow. But but my playing is almost 100% by ear as well. You know, like, uh, that's how I, I learned how to play the guitar. And, and I think I just learned, how to, you know, the theory to kind of justify to some part of myself that I'm a musician or whatever. But, you know, I can relate to the fact that, you know, most of your playing is by ear. And and your improvisation is really pretty inspired, too, and, and also quite jazzy. Do you listen to any jazz? I um I did so I did about a year and a half of actually taking some jazz right some jazz I mean I couldn't even call them lessons because if I called myself a jazz player at all the whole community would shoot me <laughs> um, uh, I got really into a period where I was listening to like Monk Coltrane okay. uh, Miles Davis uh, you know Dexter Gordon yeah. um, Charlie Parker uh, West Montgomery and um, a lot of horn players I think. I actually, it's funny, well, like anything, I, I always, what was accessible was the new guys that were doing it. I always backtrack see, you know, oh, who'd he learn from? And I'd go down, you know, you end up at Derek and you, and, and you go back to Dwayne, then you go back to Elmore James, and it would be the same thing with jazz, you know. It would yeah. be like, oh, John McLaughlin to West Montgomery to Django Reinhardt. So yeah. it was like going back down the line, so to speak, and uh I, I think it's for myself at least, and I you know I think any musician you want to really whether you like a, a genre of music or not, and I appreciate jazz and I actually do enjoy jazz, but I think it's really important to listen to everything and try to learn a little bit of everything. You sure, know, just to keep the keep the palette open and and to you know it if your your sounds constantly evolving as a musician and you know yeah. what from what you're pulling on at the time you'll kind of get some sort of phrasing or influences from what you're listening to. So I just like to always, you know, cycle through different stuff. Yeah, it's cool. And I noticed that in your playing, and I think, it, you know, there's a lot of influences coming in there. The, um, you know, one of the things I struggle with is getting stuck in just ruts. It's like you get muscle memory riff ruts. You right, know? you do. And, yeah, and you've got to kind of like force yourself out of there. So. Um, yeah, just uh, out of curiosity, Ed, um, what, were, what were your, some of your early musical influences? Well, for me, you know, it started with the Beatles. Right. You know, same old story, the Ed Sullivan Show. That right. kind of stuff. So that was very inspiring, and that would set off the bell. Yeah. Actually, you know, Jake, you constructed a guitar. You got a guitar. I made a guitar, too, out of cardboard. Oh, wow. Made it look like um, John Lennon's Black Rickenbacker, okay, because <laughs> cool. I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah. But, uh, and that was early. I mean, that was, what, 62? Right, right, yeah. Um, I tried to take lessons. It was a guy in the building that we lived in. We lived in the projects in Brooklyn. Right. And it was a, a friend of the family who played guitar, but I just couldn't do it. I mean, you know, I learned an A minor, I learned an E chord, and I learned a D chord and a G chord, and that was it. Right. It was kind of like, you know, it wasn't exactly the easiest guy to learn from. You know, right, he was yeah. very strict and very demanding and all sorts of, I, I said, I can't do this. But I learned by ear. 
I yeah. never really learned to play, you know, and then go go to school for it. I didn't get lessons until really almost recently, like well, right. about maybe five years ago when I, again, Gary Frost, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And it's that rut thing that you just talked about. <laughs> you know, how do I get out of this? I need something else that's going to get me, you know, a little bit more motivated. Yeah. So, you know, go then, you learn, you know, a little bit, you know, different ways around the scales and that kind of stuff. And, and, and it just, you know, just opened up. The more important thing was timing. And, you know, my timing was a little bit off and he helped me a lot with that. Right. And once I, that, once I got that on the, then, then everything started to work a lot, a lot better. But for right. me, I think the biggest jolt was Jeff Beck. I think for me, it was, it, it was Beck. Well, and I right. grew up on all the British guys coming in. Yeah. Okay. I, I did listen to, you know, American bands, you know, uh, Jay Giles, you know, Aerosmith, you know, Ronnie Montrose, you know, I mean, uh, you know, Edgar Winner, Johnny Winner. Yeah. I loved all the guys. Yeah. But me, you know, I loved Alvin Lee. Right. Okay. You know, I love Jimmy Page, obviously, Eric Clapton. Sure. Yeah. Um, you know, but I think Jeff is probably the, num- the number one influence for me. Yeah. 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 What a player, right? It's funny. In all the years that I've been doing this i never really i never really listened to a lot of jeff beck and i'm only really recently sort of starting to discover a lot of that stuff but you know he's a real real innovator there's tons of stuff there oh, yeah yeah, yeah. monster yeah i think i maybe i was just a little intimidated by his oeuvre and i just didn't know how to approach <laughs> it but yeah i've been listening to it recently and i'm super into it uh, um so uh do you practice uh, um at home that's the face of a guy that doesn't know how to answer that question. <laughs> There's um, no wrong answer to right. this. Yeah, we've had all sorts of answers. <laughs> so in high school, I would literally shut my door in my bedroom and be hours. I'd just sit in, I'd just sit in my room and play. And um, now when I practice, uh, since I've, I've done so much wood shedding, so to speak, if I'm practicing, I'm either I – I always have a goal when I practice. So I do practice, but it's always goal-driven now. Okay. It's not just I'm going to sit here and – work on scales or I'll go, okay, I want to write a song today or today I want to work on this part. We're doing this song. Uh, you know, I, I'm a little rough in this section and I'll, you know, I try to practice to the song now, you know, it's like if I know the chord structure, I know the progression, let's practice soloing over it. Let's see what I can do differently and let's see how right, I can, yes. you know, yeah. evoke some different things out of my instrument. So yeah. I guess just, I still practice, but I guess I'm a little more mature now, if you want to call it. I practice with a focus versus just, I'm going to sit there and, and just, off the neck for three hours. I like yeah. that. Yeah, I like that. The practice, though, uh, we had Rocky Rucker on here uh, a few weeks ago, and, and he was he was saying something similar to where when he practices now, um, it's not scales, it's not all that kind of stuff. It's it's um, it's it's more of a creative practice, and that sounds like right. what you're talking about, which is which is awesome. I mean, I love that there's a creative process in the practice. You know, absolutely, yeah. man, and and you need that because I feel like you can get real. When I get in my ruts, so to speak, like you were yeah. saying earlier, I mean, I think all my ruts, it's because if I practice a certain way, if I practice without that focus, without that goal, I'll just develop sort of these muscle memory runs. And yeah. then I just go out and play. And I'm like, what the hell happened? <laughs> like, you yeah. know. I got, I got all of I, my breaking out of some of my muscle memory runs. My 40-year-old muscle memory runs is, is a struggle. Yeah, yeah, I got a bunch of those. But um, And it's... You know, even li- um, you know, listening to other players. That's one of the reasons why. It's one of the reasons. W- it's like the only thing that I don't like about playing so much music on the weekends is I wish I could watch more other musicians. Yeah, you know? and it's one of the reasons why I would love right. doing this. 
is because we get to watch people come in and play and, and, and you know, who are doing the same thing we're doing, playing nearly every weekend. And so none of us ever really get to see each other playing. Right. You know? Yeah. And that's bad. Yeah. We, we, you know, I can relate because I love to go out and see folks. But you have other things that you have to do. We're playing. Yeah. Things get in the way. You got family and all yep. that stuff. Right. So it takes it takes right. it takes time. Right. But it yeah. doesn't mean that we, you know, not supportive and stuff right. like that. We exactly. we we look for their Facebook page. Yeah. You know, I troll to see if I can find videos and whatever yeah. and see what yeah. they're doing and all that stuff. Right. Yeah. And uh, and I try to stay aware of it and uh, and where what they're doing and where they're playing. And uh, if I happen to get out, you know, I'll find the first watering hole that's got a band in it and I'm there. Yeah, man. So um, talking of like sort of getting out to see local people, I've been pretty much playing like every time like Abby Owens has been playing lately. Oh, man. And she, but she is just a monster, isn't she? Total yeah. monster. She just, just got, got signed. signed. Yeah, yeah, she just got yeah. signed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That just cool? saw that. Yeah. She didn't give any details yet, though. I know, so yeah. We're all, I know. We're all anxiously waiting, Abby. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I, I'm, I think I commented on the, on the thing which she signed but saying like her guitar playing is like her, the way she plays rhythm is, is like it inspired. Oh, it's, it's incredible. Yeah. Like, uh. It's like she just uses these C shapes and like sort of F yeah. shapes, you know, like right. seemingly all the time. She's just flying really... around them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. She's yeah. flying around the neck. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I've never seen someone honestly so connected. Yeah. Like, like just, you know, like she, she she's just like a one person embodiment of music itself yeah, like she yeah. really is just like a one person band she plays the snot out of her, yeah. you know yeah, she really she can does sing, man, she can and sing she can write her, you know? she can write yeah. she's a great songwriter you know I, I, I think everyone was all wondering why she wasn't already signed so it's yeah, kind of right, like yeah. kind of like Thank God it's happened in a way. Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, she had done some really cool stuff, man. You know, yeah. I mean, she, I mean, uh, Jason Isbell. I mean, she was, right, she was, yeah. you know, core with him a little bit and stuff. So, I mean, she's uh, she's so talented, and it's so great to see someone like her be able to to get some recognition and some appreciation. That's well deserved. She's got you know? a percussive style yeah and, exactly. and and she just drives her music because yeah. you know if you put a bass player in there you probably mess everything up you know? <laughs> yeah with my solo act i've been you know it there are a lot of percussive players out there that that you know i'm already into like john martin people like that right but, um but yeah, yeah like watching her do it as well you know it's given me a few ideas for how to sort of incorporate more percussive stuff into my playing because i've got one of those um like I've, i i use a uh like a thing which is just like a sample of a cajon in like a little wooden pedal that I, I kick. Oh, yeah, like, a little wood block. Yeah, yeah. Block, yeah. yeah. And, um, and, and I have that going, which kind of helps. But, you know, just to add extra around it, I've been, you know, been messing around with the with getting more percussive on my acoustic. It's, uh, it's fun, and it, yeah, just giving people that kind of, that kind of bass level of a groove, it, it, it helps kind of, sometimes when you're on your, I don't, did you, do you ever, like, play solo? I've done some solo stuff, mostly showcases and just not, yeah. I've never done like a solo three, four hours. Got, now I've done a bunch of duo stuff three, four hours, but I mean, right. I've done like some showcases doing, you know, half dozen, maybe 10 songs by yeah. myself. And you definitely, this is the band right here, you know. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm a finger picker, so I mean, it's like you got to be the drummer, you got to be the bass player, and you got to yeah. be the guitar player. Yeah, because I've been looking for ways to kind of fill that out for years and years. And I go through different phases. Like, you know, I'll do like the finger picking for a bit. And then I, and, and then I've, so I lose faith in my finger picking periodically and go back to using a pick and like kind of trying to do it that way. I go 
back and right. forth across them. In my pocket, I've got like finger picks and regular picks. I've got this guy in here. I've got like this guy in here. We're just going back and forth. I can never decide which one is going to be. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so uh, we, we sort of touched on it before, but um, do you have a writing process? You know, it's actually another one of those things. It's um, my my motivation, so to speak, to write comes in so many waves. I mean, it's like I am I'm either all out, I'm writing an album, or like it's like nothing's happening. And right. uh, so it was kind of interesting that we just did a single. We just released a single, you mm-hmm, know, yeah. which is really interesting because normally it's like I got to write this album. I mean, when we started recording our first album, Carry Me Home, yeah. that album was maybe 60 or 70% done. We finished the rest of it in the studio. I mean, right. like Dust Bowl Blues, King of the Jungle, Love Me Too, lots of those songs weren't, weren't written yet. We yeah. were just finishing them as we were recording them. You was know? Jake's Blues, was that one? that was um you already had or was that one that you didn't jake's blues is one that we had and we had toyed around with it so many times to try to get it the way we wanted yeah. it and we you that know that was one of the first ones yeah we well that was with. one of the first ones really one of the first foundational tunes we had to say okay we can go record a record because we have something you know? you know what i liked about that was that what i love about that tune is it does that classic thing where it establishes a groove and then switches it on you when the drums come in that awesome blues like yeah. trope you know like i love that i love that in a tune yeah yeah when it did that, I was like, "Yep, yeah, that sounds." Yeah, good. yeah, <laughs> yeah you got to have one of those. You yeah, know? yeah, you got to yeah. have one of them on there. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. So when you're going into the studio like that, and you've got, uh, you know, like you said, sixty percent of the album, or whatever. I mean, are you feeling pressure while you're recording this album, and then you're you're in the back of your head, you're like, "Damn it, I need four more songs." Well, it's know? kind of funny because we would be rehearsing at the same time we were recording. You know, like we, it would right. be. You know, rehearsal on Wednesday, record Thursday night, or something like that. And as we're rehearsing, we're writing these tunes to go on the re- next right. day and put them down. Where are you recording it again? Uh, Jensen and uh, well, Jensen Beach. It was a uh, Raincat recording Rain studio. Cat. So, Rain uh, Cat, yeah. yep, great guys. Yeah. Jeff yeah. Coulter and Brian Lamar. Shout out oh, to yeah. those guys for you know helping us with everything. I actually uh, have a full on acoustic EP that I fully recorded that I have not released in there, sitting in the can. So I'm waiting oh, on that cool. sucker too. And um, it's, I know a lot of people who've recorded up there, and then um, the results all seem to be really good. Maybe Killbilly should go up there and record. Yeah, I mean, you guys should go check it out, dude. They yeah. do. Uh, they do like you know, like you can make an appointment and go check it out, and just you know, go take a look at the studio. It's kind of cool. It's got that real cool tight knit sort of intimate thing going on it's really right, comfortable yeah. spot yeah do you remember that place that used to be in Port St. Lucie Avalon Studios remember that place I, I've never recorded there but I remember when it was there yeah I used to go and demo stuff up there before I had a home set up and, um, and it, it was like a uh it was an offshoot of power stations. This right, yeah, right. Yeah. Power station down the that uh, down Tony south Bon Jovi there, yeah. guy who does all that slotted mm-hmm. pine studio stuff. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, that, that place was cool. I think they ended up just turning it into like, like a corporate acoustics thing or something like that. I think it might be still really? like open, but like not, but not like a recording studio anymore. They just do sort of. I think I think they just do Might like be a rehearsal studio, big now. business acoustics type stuff. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, lots of studios too have been going towards that rehearsal room thing. You know, yeah. like yeah. they'll uh, they'll sort of like it's sort of like rent a rehearsal space, which is cool too. I mean, you know, not every band we could be like, all right, we can get together in the garage because you know HOA you get thrown out. But um, sure, yeah. You know, yeah. Well, I mean, you know that people can rehearse here at um, live music community, and also um, down. You know, they've got that one. The forty ten, they do that down there, don't they? In, in Lake Worth, and, yeah. And you've got that other one. Um, they used to have DC called? in yeah. uh, West Palm, and they moved. Yeah. To, I think they're around Westgate now. They're off like 
Harry Hill or something. Off, and off there's one that's right yeah. next to 4010. What's it called? It's called something Street. Um, oh, I can't remember what it's called. Doesn't matter. It'll come to me later. Right. They got Saturn Studios. They got a yeah. bunch of studios now yeah. that are popping up. Saturn's sort of right downtown West Palm. Isn't yeah, it? yeah. Saturn's right downtown too. But that's been around forever too. I yeah. Mean, so that's been around forever. I, re- well. I recorded at I Saturn when I was 18. Wow. Yeah, stu- that's, that's been around forever. The studio in Tequesta is... Um, Echo Beach? It's Echo Beach. Echo that's, Beach. That's like right next to my house. Yeah, I live in Tequesta, right. yeah. Okay. Oh, right on. Yeah, yeah, I used to record quite a lot. Do you know Virgil Price? I, I feel... Okay, I don't want to say yeah, and then I don't know who it is. He's like a really tall, kind of surfery guy. He plays keys, and he sort of gets around. Knows a lot of people. Anyway, I used to play a lot of music with him back in the day, and, uh, and he... Always used to do his recordings at Echo Beach, so I've okay. had the like the luck of being. I, was, I did some session right. stuff for him in there, and I've done some session stuff for other people in there. It's a cool place. You ever yeah. been in there? It's a cool room, man. Yeah, yeah. Right when you walk in, too, it's like yeah. you got that whole like wood laid out like console right yeah. there and everything. Yeah. It's so sweet. I don't know. Is Chaz still over there? I don't even know who's over there I, now. I don't but even know who's over there. I. The I, all I know is the guy that Virgil was working with, whose name eludes me now. But yeah, I, I haven't been there in a couple of years. But we recorded when I was in the uh, Nirvana tribute um, before Justin joined it. Um, when it was Nick, we recorded uh, a Nirvana tribute album there oh, at, right. at Echo right Beach. On. Yeah, oh, it was cool. fun. Paul wants a cracker. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> yeah, cool. So, um, so yeah, your writing process. A lot of it was done in this, like basically while you were recording it. That's interesting. A lot of it was. I mean, a lot of it we had concrete sealed up before we were going in there, but uh, yeah. a lot of it we didn't, you know. And it was, um, it was one of those things where it just started coming. It just was. We would sit there and try to write these songs, and it wouldn't come then. And right. then all of a right. sudden, you know, you go and record the next day. Like, oh, we got an idea for this song that we haven't recorded yet. We got to do that, finish that. And we were just piecing it all together, and it was like a big rolling ball effect, you know? That's yeah. Awesome. yeah well, that's awesome. one of the songs, uh, we actually went back and had to do the whole back section all over Dust again. Bowl. Dust Bowl. Yeah. Right. Because we came up with a couple of other parts just out of out of nowhere, and we decided that they were good enough to go into the thing but we had to almost do it over right you know? yeah so, yeah and we go, okay well it's going to be a better song so we got to do it right know? i really like the recording yeah. style it's very it's very like kind of spare but like right you know like the tone the guitar tones are right you know like the drum sounds are like mm-hmm. solid it's he's kind of clean and open sounding but like Everything's just what you want. You're yeah, like, yeah. correct. Right. And you know what? It's kind of, it, no, it's funny you say that because uh, I remember in the studio, we kept talking about how to make it sparse, but make it full at the same time. You yeah, know? That's what it is. Like, yeah. And it was, that was the whole goal the whole time for us. And I mean, we had a lot of fun sessions, just tracking guitar where we were just trying to, we, I mean, we had so many things yeah. that you, you don't really, you, if you listen to him, you hear him, but it's so many things where I'm I'm playing a chord and he's playing a part to my chord, and then we flip in the B section, and then it's the exa- you know so much just interplay between each other. And it was different on the fir- on on the album because you know we we did bring in you know several guitars, you know we basically you know kept around the same amps, maybe two or three amps, but that's right. about it. But we brought in several guitars. I had the pedals and did all that stuff and try to add things in there and whatever, and. Uh, uh, but the record that we just put out, the single that we just put out, that one was just nothing but guitars through the, straight through the amp, just overdriven. That said, right, no right. effects at yeah. all. Any effects came yeah. in, you know, afterwards. Right. Yeah. Know. The well, only I've thing I use, so is a we, we decided to just change it up and just, you know, 
Yeah. Leave the pedals. Well, it's funny yeah. because he's actually more of a pedal guy than I am. And on right. Highway Song, I used all the pedals. You didn't right. even <laughs> use any pedals. I didn't know. use any pedals. I know. Well, that's, with the keyboard now, it makes it a little bit different. Right. Because I try right. to fill yeah. in, Dynamic. you know, yeah, for with sure. pedals to try to give it a little bit more texture. Yeah, the um, key, with the keyboard, and that changes everything, definitely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. man. And you got to find you got to give everybody space. Yeah, that's, that's the thing. Exactly. You know, the funny we added a uh, and talking of Virgil Price, we added an accordion to Killbillies at one point. <laughs> oh, right on! And that, that that was both like wonderful and also controversial among a couple of the members. And uh, yeah, it's definitely filled up a big space in the right. middle of it. Uh, um, yeah, so what kind of amps are you using then? Talking of these amps that you use on the record, I'm just curious. Well, I use big, old tube amps. Well, I use an old PV30, right, for the most part, which got modded a little bit. You change, swap the speaker out, tubes out, and that kind Magic. of stuff. You know, the right. uh, um, you know transformer and all that stuff. Um, and I, that, that's the one that I use pr- primarily. I'll, I believe I use the Mesa on one song, if okay. I recall. Um, but I think it was primarily the the PV, right? You know. Yeah, I got right. a, I got a JCM two thousand Marshall. I use wow. on pretty much everything, which isn't like a, you know, it's not a super cool like an eight hundred or anything like that. But but I yeah, I'm all about that Marshall tone, and I think maybe I just got a good one or something because I can right. make it sound so awesome. That's you know? awesome, man. I had a, yeah. I played a clone of a eighty seven X, so super bass Marshall, and yeah. uh, just like Dwayne Allman, and I couldn't get it. I couldn't. It was so dark, I couldn't get it to brighten up. Right. And on the record, I switched between two. Mike Marsh, yeah, I think he's in um mm-hmm. in Weston, Florida. Um, yeah. he, uh, I have a Marsh amp. Yeah, I have two. I do yeah, his. So I have I have the two ten, yeah. the one that's like a Vibrolux, and then I have the uh, the four ten, the Big Texan. I switched out all. That it's all over those records, and then Highway Song was completely off of that 210. Oh, so where did you um buy them from? Did you buy them from him or did you get them from um that guitar shop in Jupiter? Got them from called? yeah, I got them from Wolf. Wolf, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just got that acoustic from Wolf a day ago, too. This was the maiden voyage for it, so right. yeah, I bought some stuff from Wolf over the years. I bought that um a, a breed love like the one you have oh, I yeah. bought one of those from there and I and I um which got so- I have bought two guitars from Wolf and both of those guitars <laughs> have been stolen. Is that one right? was stolen from my house, the other one was stolen out of my car. Can you believe that? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> maybe it's those maybe it's them. Maybe you can't buy from there anymore, dude. <laughs> maybe they were repoed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but to be fair, when I was a bit younger I was somewhat la- I was a little lackadaisical, but you know. The times have changed. I'm a little bit more careful these days. It's crazy, and that could just happen so easily too. Oh I mean, God. I know people that get their whole PA and their amp stolen because they just leave the van unlocked and go to bed. You know, well, you yeah. had a show when that happened. So the first one, um, it was just oh, over the course of three, there, we had this giant party in my house, and then afterwards, it was the guitar was gone, and then the uh, and then the second one was. Uh, the second one, it was stolen out of my car and sitting in the front of my house um, in a gated community on like, it was like the Christmas, like over the Christmas period. I was staying with my in-laws and I just, um, it was like the one time I forgot to lock my car, it was just like about three feet away from the room I was sleeping in. Someone just gutted the car to get everything in. <laughs> like, yeah, it was a nightmare. That's the way yeah. it always is, man. Like the yeah. one time, you know, right. I, 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 every night I go that I you know, when I get home, I you know I lock my door. I check my wife's car. I always have to lock her door because it's never locked, and and I always <laughs> give her crap about it. And it's like true. the one time I don't lock my door, somebody somebody you know op- stole, opened yeah, the door yeah, and they yeah. stole a bunch of crap out of my car, man. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's just. 
just luck. Especially that, <laughs> Bad period, luck. that for some reason around that kind of period of time, you know, like the the holidays is you got to be careful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Light fingered people about. Uh, um, yeah. So, uh, do you practice when you're at, when you're at home? Do you? I, I'm obsessed with the concept of practice and how people practice, uh, which is very interesting. Right? I can't really say that I do right. and sit down and you know, I uh, I grew up noodling. Yeah, okay. you know, yeah, I'll sure. doodle. I sit in front of the TV. I try to play to the songs that are on that are coming on commercials or in the show and that kind of stuff. But now it's basically the same way. I find I sit there. I try to, you know, practice for a reason. Right. And a lot of it is because of the songs that we're trying to put together. Yeah. Uh, you know, and see, you know, uh, you know, we tape everything. You know, we yeah. we we record all of our practices and that kind of stuff. Yeah. And we usually start out really jamming we don't really go right into it we just jam and that's how we picked up on all the riffs and stuff when we catalog them and so this way you know we try to go back to them so i try to pull some of those out and and try to see what we can do with them right. you know um you know i'm not a i'm not a very fast player but i try to find you know melodies and stuff that i feel that i, I can play so i try to find that i try to uh, you know, loop chords from some of our songs and whatever, even now. And then yeah. I try to see if I can find better, better lines to play, sure. to play with it. Yeah. Um, when it comes to, you know, let's say writing a solo, you know, I think uh, I'm more of an improviser or I've always been. Yeah. But there were a couple of definite songs on both the album and on Highway Song that I really had to sit there and think about what it is that was going to play. Right. You know, and what that's what we're finding is that, you know, he keeps coming up with these riffs and he keeps coming up with these core changes and whatever. And it's just going, okay, you know, what scale is this now? (laughs) You know, and he also has a knack for playing in 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 all keys. So if you go to the album itself, just about every song in that album is in a different key. Okay, whether it's an F, who plays an F? (laughs) F, F, E flat, E flat. Okay, A flat, a flat, B flat on the album. Every, well, you know, I think uh, we, like Kill Bill. Yeah, well, well, we, we don't down tune or anything because we play you know. so much kind of folk and bluegrass, and that's all in G or like all right. A with a caper. But um, but the but um, one of the things I always had like a uh, pipe dream of doing was to write a whole album where it just went through the whole harmonic series. You know what I mean? And like oh song, yeah, each man. song was a fifth. A, Right. Above the net, so they just fit perfectly together like that. Right. I've always, I still want to do that. I still yeah, before yeah. call before it circle s- of riffs. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> At some point, it's going to happen. I'm going to write this album. Uh, um, yeah, cool, man. So, um, do you guys have any like how how much do you play those kind of like three? We were just talking about. Um, about you know the way that you approach your thing is you're sort of trying to get out there doing like original stuff and at, at live music venues and festivals and things. But um, do you do a lot of those kind of you know the the three hour kind of get money sort of shows too? Oh yeah, we do. We do. Yeah, I we mean, have. we do. It's it's a great. The the thing that's nice about those is there's so many so much room to try new stuff, right? Yeah. So I mean, you've got three hours. You sit there, you go, all right, guys, we got two sets of, I mean, three hours for us is two sets of music, two 12-song sets. So, I mean, you know, three-hour show is really not anything grueling. And um, it's a nice time to get to sort of flesh out some new stuff, and it's 
you know, it's always a, it's always great to change up what you're doing. And when you get those opportunities to play those hour sets, you know, and then you, you have your catalog is like, all right, well, we know we have at least 24 to 32 songs we can pick from here to make this set a real special one. So yeah. it's it's nice to have those opportunities to go out and to get better. And, to, you know, for me, I get to work on playing for three hours, work on singing for three hours, work on, you know, just being a musician for three hours. So sure. it's nice to be in that space. Yeah. Absolutely. I think that, like, I came from um, being in a punk band where it was, like, all about, like, the impact of the band. And then and then after a few years of kind of doing sort of pub gigs, you get a bit lazy with that side of it. And so then when we, when we, Kilberly started doing a bit better and we started playing festivals and things again, I almost had to, like, re-remember how to kind of, like, present right. You know, right? Present like a show, so yeah, to speak. Yeah, yeah. it's definitely a different yeah. thing. You know, right? It for sure is a different thing, and you have to sort of plan it. You know, and think about what you're doing with all of that. Because one of the other things about Kilbillies is that we're like rooted to the spot because we play the drums with our feet. So right. it's like you know, how do we make it interesting? We just have yeah. him twelve the bass and right. Like right. <laughs> and we stand up bass, so I can't move very much either. Yeah, I, I try, but it's very awkward. It's, yeah, it's just no. <laughs> Spin it, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we need to hire keep threatening to, to run in circles on the stage. I keep threatening oh, yeah. to stand on the bass, but that's not going to end well either. Stand on bass. <laughs> have you heard of a band, a, a, a Manchester band called the Happy Mondays? Have you ever heard of those guys? Mm. I've not. No. Oh, well, okay, they were like a big thing in the, like, the early 90s. But they had this one member called Bez, and he, the, his sole role was to play the maracas and dance. That was it. His job in the band. <laughs> <laughs> and be on drugs. Yeah. And that was his, that was his like, I wish that was a session, wish that was a session job. Session Morocco player. Morocco folk snorter. That's the... Uh, yeah, yeah. He is like, so, he's, so, he's like a local legend in Manchester. I mean, he's a national legend, really. But, you know, he's literally right. famous just for dancing, right. playing the maracas, and like gurning like crazy. Right. That's awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Cracking maracas. <laughs> Yeah, I mean. Equal pay. <laughs> <laughs> so do you do you um do you guys have any favorite venues that you like to play at around the area? Man, we love them all because yeah. they, you know they all gave us they, they you know we have good rapport with these folks. You know, Double Roads was awesome to play. Yeah. yeah. You know, was uh, that like uh, that felt a little bit like somewhere you know like a did you have a regular slot there? I we did. Like, yeah. It was really our it was really our residency. That's yeah. kind of what I was driving. It was, at, it was yeah. our yeah. hometown yeah. club. Uh, we got to open up for Papa Chubby, Slam Allen, Anthony Gomes. I mean, anybody yeah. we ever opened up for, with the exception of Frank Bang and Jimmy Thackeray, was in that place. Right. Yeah. You know. I mean, we played our first shows there, and yeah. right. Pro- the last night I got to play there with Matt Goldfield and JP. I mean, that was probably yeah, that the, was awesome. some of the most fun I've ever had on stage. Because yeah, I mean, killer. the energy in the room, you can't. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows it's like you know that last hurrah, and everybody you know you're you're all playing for the venue and for each other, yeah. and it's just yeah. different. But it was more like a hangout. I yeah, mean, you yeah. know, we'd go there night. even when we weren't playing. We just yeah. go there and see right. who was playing, or we just go right. hang or whatever, mm-hmm. go in and get a beer and just mm-hmm. even just leave something to eat. Yeah, I, but it's one of my regrets. I did like a home I, that I didn't spend a bit more time because it's only down the road from my house. Yeah. But the last couple of years, I was having a weird thing with alcohol. I had to kind of steer clear from. Right, another one with that man. I mean, I saw yeah. Butch. I saw Butch Trucks there before he passed away. No actually, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Vince was talking about that yeah. show. Wow. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. He said, I heard him uh, say Butch is a uh, is, is a miserable dude. 
Yes. That that oh, yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah. He did say that. Yeah. He did say that. Yeah. He just wanted a cheeseburger, you know? There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Man wants cheeseburger, you know? Yeah. Ben used the funky biscuit. And, you know, that's yeah. A, yeah, yeah, I was hoping you'd say that because yeah, like we played there the other day and we were just our socks were blown off by how good the sound was. Unbelievable, premier venue, man. I mean, it, yeah. it was the absolute best we had ever yeah. seen. I mean, I you know playing the stand up bass, it's like right. you know you don't usually get that bottom bottom end that you do with like an electric right. bass or whatever. And right. I mean, I mean, we just the stage was rumbling like right. you could feel it. Yeah. I, it was amazing, like a sub under your yeah, feet. Yeah, it's level. exactly yeah. what it felt like. Yeah, well, we're yeah, excited because we'll, we'll be yeah. back there on the 29th. Yeah, July oh, cool. 29th. Yeah. It's an early and show. Yeah. You know what yeah. is it? Seven seven p.m. Seven p.m. Yeah. Yeah, and, good um, stuff. That's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, that'll um, be fun. I mean, I haven't played there in over a year. Yeah, we haven't played there in over a year. Yeah, so, they call I mean, it Thirsty Thursday. Thursday Thursday. That's what we did. Yeah. So you got free yeah. admission and that kind of stuff for the right. for the patrons, yeah. you know, f- to come in and, uh, you know, we looked at the charts. We can see that people are reserving tables and stuff. You know, it looks like it's going to be a great show. Right. It's going to be right. a fun night, man. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's just a fun room to be in. When, it is. Whenever you can like actually hear yourself. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah. You, I mean, every gig, you're always gonna, you know, we're. It's hard to. You guys know this better than anybody. It's hard to always like mix yourself and then play and then mix and sure. then play and then. Yeah. Sure. And at a certain point, you're always just like, it's what it is. We're just gonna. We're just gonna jam out. Yeah. You know? exactly. So yeah. when you actually sit there and a the guy goes, "Is that enough?" and you could say, "No, it's not." It's like the best feeling in the world. It's like, yeah. I can get more. You know. Yeah, absolutely. And the uh, the other thing about that is, it's like. If it's someone good, it like already is enough most of the time. You're yeah. like, you're like, whoa! It's like, t- is that? I think it might be too much. Right, <laughs> you know? right, yeah, yeah. It's like, it's like we don't we don't have a lot of vocal in the monitor. You're gonna need a little more, and then you just say hello, and you know, like <laughs> yeah, Marty, yeah. Marty McFly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, there was something about the sound we had uh, last week that was just so gratifying. Right. It's like everything had its place. You know, it, my right. guitar was mad loud, but it wasn't getting in anyone else's way. You know, like, it's just yeah. such a cool vibe there, man. Like they have the and green room, cool. and then we get up on stage, right. and, the, and the sound guy gets on the microphone, and he's like. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome yeah. to Billy's to the stage. And we're yeah. like, what the hell? We're like on the Tonight Show. You know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, was, know. it was nice to be treated like pros. And this isn't doing any other yeah. venues down at all, but it's just like right. such a cut above, you know, like where we usually play. It's like right. it was just crazy. yeah, they, it's they were just yeah. Yeah. they were great just place. really good. They treated right. us really well. It was a good room. The sound, the yeah. sound in there was great. So I love awesome, the layout, man. the way the tables are and stuff, and people are just yeah. chilling right. and it's listening. It's built for music, dude. It's and built it, to be a you're not you're not background you're not background music at a bar. Somewhere, you know, no, which is fine sometimes, the, but to see and right. hear the band. for the most yeah. part, like right. they're there to see the band. It's a show. Right. You're putting right. on a show. That right. is the best, and that is hands down the best part about about playing music and when someone appreciates it. And then, like, yeah. I mean, there are times where we'll be playing, and you know, everyone's hanging out and having a good time, and you go, you go out to have a good time. I have no problem yeah. with that. But that what that one person that's sitting in the front and is watching, and you can tell they're thinking like, right. um, like they're thinking like this, this, this is what I can't, you know, like this is, this is what I wanted to see. Well, and, you, yeah. you feed off that energy. Yeah. I mean, when you, you know, I, I know when we play places that. Um, you know, there could be a hundred people there, but if they're all in their own conversations and doing their own things, we're just kind of trucking along, getting through the night. You know, right. there's other mm-hmm. times where there's seven people in the room, but if all seven of those people are like up and dancing and having a good time and cheering right. and screaming in our faces, we're, we're like, yeah, yeah, this yeah, is yeah, fun. Yeah. That's, but you got to bring your A game for the Funky Biscuit. Yeah. You can't. Yeah. You can't. Oh yeah, no, it was it was, it was fun. Uh, we were we were a bit nervous because uh, Ben was on holiday for two weeks. 
And uh, and so yeah, we go it back had and been, then we had that game. It had been like two and a half weeks, literally, since we had played together wow. at all. And then he got back, and and it, literally that was the first gig. And we 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 like first note out, we were like, oh crap, you know. Yeah, and, and, uh, but yeah, I mean, but it worked out. I mean, it was like out. I said, it was probably one of yeah. our best shows. Yeah, you know, yeah. Awesome. yeah. Maybe we awesome. needed a break, a break because we actually right. played really well. Yeah, yeah. right. We did play right. Well. <laughs> yeah, I've noticed that too, man. Sometimes you don't pick up the guitar for a week or two, and you pick it up and go, oh, there's some new stuff coming out of here. Because, yeah, you know, yeah, it's yeah. like, yeah. But it's funny in those environments. You, it feels like when everybody's – when the eyes are on you and everybody's there to see music and you're, and you're like, wow, this is really cool and unique, you play – you play so inspired. You're always so play inspired. Yeah, yeah, you really yeah. do. You yeah. play up to it because you're you're feeding off of that. You know. Yeah, yeah. you absolutely do. I totally agree. And you, I, I mean, I feel like I'm going on about it too much, but it's just like it's so nice to be appreciated like that. You know, you fit the guys in there are cool. The staff is cool. They make you feel like you know you're meant to be there. You know, yeah. right? Like yeah. it's actually valid. Music is valued there. And it's not that other places it's not, but it just very much so is there. And I think that you know it'd be wouldn't it be cool if uh, you know. Vince suddenly flipped around and made something like that around here. That's what I'm hoping he does. But yeah. That's cool. what we're all hoping. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I everyone's mean, hoping. I mean, that. I don't want to yeah. blow the lid off, but I think he's got some cool things in the pocket that I he's going to. It'd be great. You know. It'd be great. Yeah, yeah. Totally. So, do you guys have any um, sort of interesting future plans that we need to uh, know about? <sighs> I mean, we got the. I mean, we're doing our first. Tampa show mm-hmm. on August 21st at the Attic. So, I mean, oh, that'll be cool. our first our first trip over to Tampa Bay, and we're excited to do that. That'll be a ticketed event. It's, uh, How are you guys traveling around? You got, got a van or you, uh, Man, we all just drive separate, dude. Right, right, Usually, yeah. I mean, we all just do our own things. You know, it's kind of funny, you gotta crawl. <laughs> you got to crawl before you can walk that right, kind of yeah. stuff. You know what I'm saying? Well, no, yeah. I, it's the first time. I mean, because I, I, you know, it's like I was saying before, I come from being a punk band where none of us had any money or even cars. So right. we were always in the same right. old trap One van. van yeah, it. and and then um and then I come here and uh, and uh, I and I was like brand new to this sort of scene here, and and they were like, oh yeah, you know, I was sort of expecting, oh we'll come pick you up, da da da, and they were like, it's here, you know, you got to bring this, this, and this. See you there, and I was like, oh, that's not, mm-hmm. all right. You know, I, it was definitely more of a team effort b- before this. Right. But yeah, obviously, I've been doing it for eleven years now. Yeah, so we get we get gigs up in uh, in uh, like Fort Pierce and stuff like that yeah. sometimes. And um, I have a bigger vehicle. Yeah, and so come pick us up. And it's just like the three band. of us, just the right. three of us. So <laughs> so we'll cram everything. I have an Armada, and so we'll, we'll cram everything right in the on. Armada, and the three of us will sit in there. And he's like a little kid. He's like, I love it when we ride together. I had a Ford Transit for the yeah. longest time because I had a band prior to hooking up with Jake. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And uh, I had I was the keeper of all the gear. Mm-hmm. Okay, And so uh, it, that band ended. So I got to get rid of this truck. So I get rid of it. So I get rid of it. And then what? About six, seven months later, then I... <laughs> Stop playing yeah. with you. And now we're, yeah. and now we're in need of a band, yeah. so we're going to yeah. full circle. Yeah. On this I think, one. and I fully accepted, you know, with, with, with music, um, you know, I've never going into a situation going, we're going to make so much money. That's no. never the thought process, you know. <laughs> yeah, I feel that. So it's like, you know, I'm going to have fun with it. I might as well, you know, enjoy it. the drive and, you know, yeah. have a... Have a have a little bit of space in the vehicle, hang out, listen to some tunes, you know, and we uh, meet up and do our thing, and you know, we bring the whole brigade out. You know, it looks kind of cool too when you got four cars pulled up to load into a venue versus one. You know, yeah, kind of looks like you're bigger than you really are. We've yeah. got a uh, we got a little festival that we're gonna go up to. I think it's 
Brook, is it Brooksville or something? Oh yeah, uh, that's up, like northwest. Oh, northwest, yeah, yeah. 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 near near Tampa actually. Right. Um, and uh, it's a uh, Riverhawk Festival. That's it's right. all like cool. Celtic right and Americana and, oh, and all, dude, you know bluegrass and stuff. So we have we have uh, three spots. Like I guess we're playing Friday on a small stage and Sunday on a small stage, and then I guess you know something bigger or whatever on Saturday. So we have three, you know, t- two small sets and a big set just we're doing. Wouldn't it be funny if it was so, just us and no other bands? Right. Like, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. There, there's a whole lineup i've seen it um but yeah they're giving us uh it's at it's at a just ginormous campground and so they're giving us an rv slip for the for the weekend and and we're going to take an rv up the three of us and just right on hang out in the rv yeah it's gonna be awesome yeah 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 it's gonna be rad the um so the last thing we did where we we kind of thought it was a festival right but it was um the summer before last um it was before you were in the band, Hector, and me, James, and uh, um, and Zach mm-hmm. all drove up to this what we thought was going to be like a sort of normal festival in I Central think Florida. James told me about it this. It was <laughs> like in the garden of someone's house, and <laughs> it, okay, it was quite fun. John Johnny Depp showed up there as well, no which kidding. was pretty awesome. Wow. So, um, uh, so yeah, we were there. John Presage was there, but then it was just like Johnny a Depp. bunch of rednecks in a yard getting drunk. <laughs> And, and right, there was Law like party. you know the the southern cr- flag was up. Right, know? yeah, and, and we, you're like, what have we signed up for today? Oh yeah, we're we gonna get out of here alive. James, kind of thing? Like, yeah, James yeah. told me that story, and he said that you guys pulled up and stopped and just kind of looked around, and you were like, I guess it was Zach or somebody that, that was like, I'm not getting out of the car. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think I was like, should we just uh, should, we should we just, just leave? turn around and go back? <laughs> yeah. Should we just leave? We ended up, in all fairness, in case any of those guys are listening, we ended up having a really good time, and it was fun. Right, it was cool, but right it, on. But, like, for an yeah. English guy, it was a lot to digest. Right. When we well, up. different experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You want yeah. Florida? Here it is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. There you go. Uh, yeah. Yeah, but we've all done this. Right. Yeah. yeah. Johnny actually yeah. just put out a new album, Johnny Debt. Yeah. You know, I, I heard that song, the song you wrote about Florida. That East was Florida cool. Blues is a cool yeah. one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We listen to that one sometimes. So I have to ask... Actually, I have to ask a question. Who yeah. are your guys, like, uh, our bluegrass influences? Because I grew up, like, Union Square, Allison Krauss, Daly and Vincent, like, real sort of meat and potatoes sort yeah. of bluegrass. So I, I'm curious as to who. I, I actually don't have any bluegrass so, influences. Okay. So Hector is yeah. a newbie to all of this. Yeah. Um, so when I, when I joined the band, when I started the band with, with, with Micah and, and, um, and Keith Ahern, uh, who was in, in an Irish band called the La Hinch Mob that was around here a little bit before your time? You probably uh, remember them. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the, um, we, when we started it, like it was it was meant to be like a cross between sort of Irish music and and Americana. And I'd I'd been listening to like a, I was a punk. I was listening to a lot of folk punk. I was listening to like yeah. Against Me and stuff like that. Okay. And and, um, and that but that had, through that. It got me listening to people like old Crow Medicine Show and stuff, yeah. and stuff that was kind of on the edge of that right. kind of like alternatively kind of punky kind of end of bluegrass, and then um, and then through that I ended up just straight up starting to listen to bluegrass, like Flat and Scruggs, and you know all the, the classic stuff, and and um, you know now like, you know I'll listen to people like Molly Tuttle and stuff like that. You know I I just follow. I just follow it, and I enjoy I enjoy all sorts of bluegrass. I'll sit there and just have like the the bluegrass junction on the old XFM on, you yeah. know, and just yeah. listen to that. Like I love I love bluegrass right. just at, as a genre. You know, if a um, you know, if I had to pick, 
Uh, it's like, you know, someone asks you a question and your mind goes blank. It's very embarrassing. But um, the, uh, I, I, in terms of guitar players, um, for some reason I can't remember what he's called. What's it called? The flat picker. Oh, Chet Atkins? No, no Roy Clark? No. Scrug, uh, the flat picker, not the finger picker. What's it called? Just gone out of my head. Oh, God. Hang on. I'll find out. I, got, I, I can't just... Commercial stop. break? It's all right. It doesn't matter. I'll just do it like this. We'll edit this out later. Famous <laughs> <laughs> nice flat picker. Yeah. Um, it's called... Uh, no. <laughs> Jimmy Depp. Um, ben Presage. There we go. Yeah, sorry about that. Tony Rice. I forgot. Oh, what it was Tony called. Rice. Yeah, for yeah. some reason, Tony yeah, Rice's yeah. name just went completely yeah. out of my head. But I've been, I've sat there and learned to like a whole bunch of his songs right. in the past. And and you know, if I was going to pick like a single bluegrass player that I wanted to be the most like, it would be him because I've got you know I play predominantly with a flat pick, and so yeah, he, he was pretty influential on me. Um, but yeah, it's uh, as the band is as much influenced by Irish music as it is by. Right. Uh, you know, like, uh, and all those kind of classic people like the Dubliners and the Pogues and stuff like right. that, you know. Um, and and then it's kind of where uh, all that music really does just intersect, you know. It's got a lot of the same instrumentation and you know, a lot of bluegrass is, you know, sort of indirectly sort of from, you know, Irish and Scottish yeah. music. Right. Yeah, that's how it all kind of originally developed. Yeah. And a lot of the fiddle tunes are... You know, there's Irish versions and and Appalachian versions that are almost right. identical. You know, right? And um, and so yeah, that that little area, that little crossover, is kind of where we we mess around. I think um, you, you know, some people call it pub grass. <laughs> pub grass. <laughs> that was funny. Yeah. All right, so um, yeah, I, I guess it's probably time that we heard you play a few songs. Are you up for that? Yeah, man. We'll try to go absolutely. See what we can do. Let's do it. All right, let's yeah. get to it. All right. <laughs> Shut my eye, and now I'll find a way to see. And I don't know who you are. You're not the girl I used to know. One more thing before you go, now, darling. I'm not your baby anymore. Don't think twice Honey, you can cheat and lie Now I won't roll my dice And what you want Is what you get Honey, you can take my love Go and add it to your bed And I don't know who you are You're not the girl I used to know one more thing before you go, now, darling. I'm not your baby. 
Way too long on this cold hot ground. I've seen about every side there is to see, and I need something to help me get away. Life's about as boring as it can be. 
If I had another diamond in this town The needle wouldn't have to dig so deep And it's been so damn long Since I've had you here And I've had a hell of a time Getting my hair clear Is the damage done? Is the damage done? Is the damage done? Is the damage done? Freedom don't come easy and it don't come cheap. In order to find this place, gotta take that road. It might be a little dark and it's not so clean. Drive all damn night till you run your own. Don't know how long we'll live this way I'll keep on shooting till I flat line And it's been so damn long Since I've had you here And I've had a hell of a time Getting my head clear If the damn is done If the damn is done If the damn is done If the damn is done
dam is done Is the dam is done Is the dam is done Is the dam is done Starts climbing up to mountain time. The girl I know there, she needs needs air. She gives me wonders and she takes my mind. Take a long road about my life The girl is waiting Still for way too long I drive all night into that clear sky And she's wide as eagles And she's sweet as honey circle Her life flowing like a mountain stream and she takes me somewhere and it's good to be there and she fold me into her bright golden wing bright golden wing Won't take too long. 
Those stars climbing up to mountain The girl I know there So let's bring it She give me wonders and she takes my mind And she's white as eagles And she's sweet as honeysuckle Her life flowing like a mountain stream And she takes me somewhere And it's good to be there And she folds me into her bright golden wing Feel the wind blow, feel love grow, and I'll be there when that morning comes. Yeah. The D key, man.
All right, so we have a couple of sponsors this week. Um, uh, every week, the show is sponsored by Handlebars Bar and Grill, which is um, it's a place up in Tequesta, which is uh, in Florida, just uh, right on the border of Palm Beach County and Martin County. And um, it's right there on US 1. It's a little yellow building on the side of the road. It's a biker bar called Handlebars, and you should come and check it out. It's, uh, we, we have great food, great yep. beer. And um, now we have bands on um, Saturday, sort of early evening time, and um, on Sunday afternoons. And also we do a bike night every second Thursday of the month. And uh, it's a lot of fun up there. You see all sorts of different crazy vehicles, like people bring their rat rods up there and their sports cars. And, of course, there's a gazillion different types of motorbike that you can see up there. So if you're interested in... uh, um, you know anything that uh, gas powered? It's a it's a cool place to come and check that out, or talk to other people who are interested in that kind of thing. And it's also just a fun place to come hang out. We watched the uh, the England Italy game up there a few days ago, which of course was um, very, very unfortunate for me. <laughs> but um, yeah, you know, so if there's any big sporting events, we, we whack that on in the back room, and um, it's a fun place to come and check out because it's been there for a long time. It's like a it it. The place has been there, you know, probably ever since Tequest has been there. So um, there's a lot of history there, and and the people behind the bar will will tell you about it. Um, you know, that it's been there's been some interesting and colourful and crazy stuff that's happened there over the years. So it's definitely a cool place to uh, come and check out. Yeah, man. All right, what what other sponsors do we have there, Hector? Um, our other sponsor is uh, Vince Flora. Vince Flora is actually starting a new business. And so uh, whether you're a band whether you're a band or a performer and you're looking to get more gigs, uh, you're wanting to hire a local band for your restaurant, birthday party, et cetera, um, he started a company called MyEventBroker.com. And uh, that MyEventBroker.com can help you find the band you need uh, at a great price. Um, entertainers can sign up they can receive their own page with a calendar they can update and post photos videos songs lists etc um they track it'll attract uh, talent buyers you know talent buyers will get on there and find you um not only can you get talent for your event you can get food tents tables photographers bartenders waiters uh, etc pretty much anything you need party planning made easy um, go to myeventbroker.com and check it out. Sounds really cool. When when Vince came on, um, I think it was the second or third show we had, yep. he was talking about this, and yep. it sounded like a really interesting idea. And I didn't know um, that you know he was going to jump straight on it, but I guess I don't know Vince that well because he's just yeah. Well, at the time, I think he had it he had it in the can, just about ready to go, but then right. went back and was revamping some stuff on the website and the right. app and all that. So yeah, myeventbroker.com. Um, you know, whether you're a band or you're looking for a venue or you're looking, you know, or you're one of those looking for something else, you know. Yeah, yeah check it out. And if it's anything to do with Vince, it's going to be awesome. So, um, absolutely. Yeah, he's a cool guy. So, absolutely. Uh, yeah, get on it. Go check it out. All right. So, um, yeah, uh, thanks for playing us those songs. That was really great. And I, I have to say, I love watching you play the guitar. You've got really interesting style, and Amazing. it's nothing like mine. So I'm super yeah. jealous, and I'm like, you know, like definitely looking at for pointers there with, in your improvisation style. It's super cool. Thanks, man. I, yeah. I, uh, I listen. I can't even use a pick, dude. So I mean, it's, it's <laughs> when I watch you play, it's like a foreign object to me. So it's all and it's all relative, man. We're all doing different things, you I know? know. Yeah, the grass is always greener, I guess. But um. Yeah, could you tell us a little bit about what those songs are about? Yeah, so, I mean, in layman's terms, I mean, now, uh, 
So, I'm Not Your Baby Anymore really was, uh, obviously, it's a breakup song, I mean, in the title. <laughs> but, uh, man, I mean, I wrote that. That was actually the first song I ever wrote that wasn't a one four five. So, yeah. like, I, I was... All I really knew how to write was like a one four five because I just was like I was in the blues so heavily, sure. and um, I finally was like I want to write something a little different. So I, I started listening to the to meet the meters, yeah. and um, right. you know I just kind of pulled some stuff from them, and I, I was sort of just thinking about you know when when you're mad at somebody from a breakup like those initial thoughts, but then you realize there's that release, you know. So like everybody's always mad at the other person when there's a breakup, but at the same time you don't realize all the negative side of the relationship. You only miss it for what the positive was, you yeah. know. So I tried to like, you know, vocalize Hey, listen, even though we're, you know, even though we're not together, I'm actually making out okay out of this situation. So oh, yeah. and then uh, is the damage done actually was uh, written about a friend that uh, had some drug issues. And uh, I wrote that song to sort of try to explain that, you know, for for someone that's addicted to any addiction, this could this goes for alcohol, this goes for anything, you know, how, how hard of a road how hard of a road it is for somebody and how everybody sure. that that sees that, that isn't experiencing that, they just go, Why can't you just cold turkey or get help or and it's it's not that simple you know so no. it's about the road and you know has the damage already been done psychologically physically to where i've got i've been so heavily in this that can i get back out of it you know yeah absolutely i think it, it just you know it's a, it's difficult i've had problems um with with in that arena <coughs> myself and you know it's uh it's obviously over the years been a uh been a very fruitful basket from which songs can be drawn mm-hmm. for absolutely sure. a lot of stuff in there like um how's he doing these days doing actually he's doing actually real well yeah he, uh, he's got a fantastic job and yeah. um he's a hard-working dude man and uh oh, that's great he's absolutely hear. crushing it actually so he's getting yeah. ready to buy a house soon fantastic. It's, it's great how things it's great when things turn around like that you know yeah, it's absolutely. great to see it yeah yeah um all right and so uh <laughs> we have the uh, the next section of our podcast. We have people come and talk about the pedal boards. And you sent me this classic picture, which is just one tiny pedal plugged into the, So, um, Ed, why don't you tell us what this pedal does? This, this pedal is made by JHS, and right. they call it the Little Black Box Amp. Yeah. And what it is, it's an attenuator right. that just sits in, in uh, you plug it into your uh, effects loop, yeah, series okay. effects loop. Dime your amp. Okay, there's no power, you know, it's just passive. Right. And uh, crank your amp up to 10, and then you use that little dial to dial, dial it back, and you get that sweet spot without Right, without so you get, you get to use somebody. the tubes properly without, without yeah. blasting everyone's ears. You know, yeah, my yeah, understanding, right. and I never used an attenuator before until I bought this thing because yeah. I understood the mechanics may have required rewiring your amp or getting into your speaker or all this other stuff, and I can't be doing all of that. I'm not a gearhead like, like that. And so yeah. I saw this, and for the price, you know, I said, let me give it a shot. And I've been yeah. using it ever since. Yeah. You know, I, I, I'm almost definitely going to get one. It sounds really awesome for, like, stu- cause when I do, like, my demo-y studio stuff in my home studio, I'm always wanting to crank my amp up, you know, just to get that, exactly get, get those tones you can get with, like, properly sort of uh, working tubes. So, uh, yeah, maybe I'll grab one of these bad boys myself. How much do they run at? 
49 bucks. All right. Wow. Okay. Well, maybe I'll get one of these are bad you, boys. Are you sad that they didn't have a delay pedal to show you? <laughs> <laughs> it's like my shop, my shopping hour. Yeah, it, it, it right. is. He yeah. says it's it's right. gear like gear talk, but it's really right. he's shopping. Every <laughs> yeah. everybody right. we've had on here, they start talk, start talking about the pedals, and he's like, "Ooh, I gotta get one of those." Oh, I yeah, yeah. But I'd it's always the delay the carbon, pedal. The carbon copy. You can't go yeah. on the carbon copy. Can't. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. I'm so, trying to get a Qtron envelope filter right now. I can't locate one. I want the mini one, you know. Yeah, he asked me if I had one because so. I have a trunk full of pedals. He's I got. You use, you a use that for like kind of auto wire type, type yeah, stuff. Yeah, you know, sort of that. Uh, I actually had a. I, I actually have a wah pedal. Uh, I right. broke it he in did. the first month I had it. Um, I'm pretty rough <laughs> on equipment. Oh, I, tell I have. Me about a, it. Yeah, I have a. 535 semi hollow body that was a gold top. I've only had it for four years. I've already it's already green on the oh, yeah. so I mean I just be, I just abuse equipment. I blew up my amp twice this month. It's in the oh, shop geez. right now. One other Where show. do you take your stuff? Uh I take my amps to Mike Marsh, the okay. guy that builds them. Nice. And then uh my guitars I take to um Mike LaSalle Wolf or Mike Preparo, depending on, you know, how fast of a turnaround I need to have and okay. uh, you know, uh pedals. I have that, you know, I've been very fortunate. I don't really use a lot of pedals, so I haven't had many pedal well, issues. Well, you, know, yeah. you know, you gravitated more towards the natural sound. Or right. I'm a reverb sound. junkie, though. Reverb but I get reverb from right. the amp. You know, I love having that yeah, Fender yeah. spring tank. Yeah, sure. The um, For the longest time, I was the same. Well, and actually, I am the same way. Whenever I'm playing through my my stack I I try and have as few pedals as possible just because it's nice to know that there's nothing to go wrong down there right <laughs> right because you get the troubleshoot it you have nine connections yeah, you're like yeah, yeah. this could take all set we don't even know if we're yeah. gonna get with, the play. with the acoustic act though kind of almost like in reverse I have this huge pedal ball that I use for the acoustic act it's kind of like backwards I don't know <laughs> but um yeah, all right. So that that that's cool. It's been so much fun having you guys on the show. Yeah, I mean, thanks um, for having us. Yeah, have you got any dates coming up? Got a ton. Of, this Friday, July sixteenth, I believe, is uh, we're at Sailfish Brewing in Fort Pierce from seven to ten. That's uh, a fun spot. Oh, it'll be yeah. first time, man. We're looking forward. To oh, is it? Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. You'll yeah. have a blast. Yeah, you'll have a blast. We played there a few times. It's yeah. awesome. Yeah. yeah, I've heard a lot of good things about it. Yeah. So we're real excited. Then. Uh, July 23rd, we got Taco Tiki. That's 6 to 9. Right. Uh, July 29th, we're at the Funky Biscuit. And then yeah, July nice. 30th, we're at the Brewhouse Gallery. That's uh, yeah. So we got a ton of gigs coming up. And then we got that Attic over in Tampa. That's uh, August 21st. That's real exciting. That's real yeah. exciting. We talked yeah. to them. You know, we've been communicating back and forth, I'd say, for about two weeks. Okay. And, uh, you know, we finally came to, you know, uh, an agreement. So the show will be on the 21st. It'll be a ticketed event. Yeah, you know, so we have a lot of work to do between now and yeah, because with anybody Tampa else for is a new area for us. Awesome. So yeah. we oh, want to make island. the show. We want to sell it out. Want to have a great show. Right. Well, good and luck with that. I know how tough it can be. Sometimes it's like, well, it's difficult to even really know what you're meant to be doing to try and promote it. You know, in a right. different town. Like, how do you even sell the ticket? You know, right? but, <laughs> but we did something similar uh, recently at the Sunrise in right. Fort Pierce. We, we played at the Black Box there, and yeah. actually we used that as a kind of like a belated CD release party because we okay. couldn't do it last year. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, so we did it up there, and they were really, really great. And we actually got, you know, not capacity, but we had the room filled. Yeah. Okay, and so it turned, and and we weren't really known up there, so we had yeah. to do a lot of marketing. You know, you know, 
you know, the deal. Sure, yeah. So we raised... Was it all on, like, the 90% of it just online, just, like, through... Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah I mean, we had yeah. two... Realistically, we had two weeks. It was two weeks notice. We had two weeks. Show. Maybe three. Not even three. I think it was two it and was a half. Two and a half weeks. Yeah, two and a half weeks. They had a cancellation. They had a cancellation, right, so we gotcha. filled in. So it went to going from, hey, we have two weeks to sell 50 tickets. Otherwise, there's no show. So that was... That was a uh, really it was sort of do or die, and we were yeah. able to scrape by. That's cool. We did a little more than scrape by, I think. But I mean, no, we, we did okay. Yeah, we, we actually right. made money. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah, yeah. we actually we actually okay. made yeah. Not a ton of money. But we, we made, made enough money. to pay all five guys. Yeah. which, you know that's so, saying so something. Good. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. What my yeah. friend Matt Krug, Candy Bars, who, who does who runs propaganda. Boy, he always says is if if, if you got. He always says you can rely on, like, roughly, at best, a tenth of the people who say they're going to come to the gig actually coming online. Yeah. That's you so know? true. Yeah. 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 My uh, my brother, my future brother-in-law is actually playing a propaganda with his band October 28th. Oh, right. Plays, cool. Yeah. Yeah, so, Matt plays. I mean, the, uh, we're in, like, a ska punk band called No Name Ska Band. So I see, I see your name everywhere, man. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's me. First having no name. I see a lot of it everywhere. <laughs> a lot of band everywhere. <laughs> so are the are the tickets for this Tampa show is it uh, at the door or is it online? Can you it'll be get both. Online? It'll be it'll be both. Uh, okay. It'll most likely be a fifteen dollar advance, twenty dollar at the door, and uh, they'll be available online and through the venue. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We kind of sealed the yeah. deal today, and so they're going to be coming at us uh, the next couple of days with the logistics because they Great. they're going to use their. Right. Their, uh, you know, their events people and sure, all this other sure. stuff to help promote right. so and got, to put the uh, ticketing thing together. I've yeah. actually found in the past um, a little bit of a different animal. It was, it was that Nirvana tribute I was in. But um, but we used to do, uh, like, we would play like, you know, Orlando or we would play up in Georgia or we would play, I mean, we, we, we played all the way up to New York at sometimes. And, and um, we would run Facebook ads. Um, in that area because you can geo-target and so right. we would run Facebook ads for that area with certain keywords um, of the type of music and that kind of stuff and it actually worked out pretty well. I mean, we, yeah. we had a lot of sold-out shows in, area, in places that we'd never been before. That's awesome, man. Yeah. We have a similar strategy we were going to try and employ. Yeah. and uh, yeah. We're pulling up a little bit of the stops on this one. Right. You know, because we're investing yeah. in it because we see this as, okay, if we can make this work then we know that we have a formula and we have a strategy to yeah. be able to make it work and let's learn from this one. Right. But we are pretty solid that we'll be able to fill that show. Okay. Yeah. Cool. It's like anything, yeah. man. You know, you're trying to when you're doing original music, you know, it's yeah. kind of it's hard. It's there's yeah. no way around it. So trying to expand your market is hard. Nobody and, knows and, you. Yeah, no one knows you. So it's hard and to be fair to the venue, I mean, it, coming out of COVID and everything, do you want to take a chance on some somebody that doesn't know you? Probably not, but, I mean, we're very fortunate that we're getting the opportunity and we're looking forward to making the most of it, and we do plan on, a, you know, definitely trying to return the favor for the opportunity. We take you know? a real partnership approach. I mean, you know, yeah. that's, you know. Which is important. Which is yeah. how, yeah. you know. It's a relationship. I try yeah. to look at it from that from that yeah. point of view, I try to see what they got to deal with, try to understand, and then try to see what we can do to make it a win for everybody. Yeah, yeah. that's what Vin- Vince know? was saying the same thing mm-hmm. when he was on, and that's you know when yeah. it comes to like original stuff, especially that's absolutely the way. Yeah. I think you got to do do that because yeah. they are in business. Okay, they can't lose money. Okay, right. yeah. and you got to do the best that you can. I mean, you can't create a the crowd but you can do the best you can with your music with your marketing yeah. uh and 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 working with them 
because they'll help you if you ask yeah. them. Yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely. Yeah. Well, it just benefits everybody. I mean, you know, right. at the end of the day, they want to fill the place because they want to make money. You want to fill the place because you want to share your music with as many people as you can. So, I right. mean, it just and we have no ego. It's a win-win yeah. if you partner with them and you and you 100%. both go in there. Yeah, yeah. And we have no ego. You know, we don't go in there with an attitude or anything else. We don't think we're any. any I was going to tell you to take your ego down else. a little I mean, bit. <laughs> <laughs> you've been you've been trying to take over the show <laughs> since, <laughs> since you got here, Ed. You've been trying to take over the show. I do. Dial it back I do. a little I'm bit, insidious. buddy. I'm insidious. I'm insidious. Talk insidious. For Forty-eight straight minutes. Jeez. <laughs> I know, I know. But you're right. It's 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 a uh, you know you try to you know you're dealing with people you know, yeah, be respectful yeah. and you know professional yeah. and right. work it out. I actually you know? um, on that note a little bit, kind of some some comedy for you. They were asking us if we wanted to do a meet and greet. And I'm like, I would man, don't even spend the extra money. I'll just shake my hand after I play, you know? Yeah. 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 Meet the man behind the music. I mean, yeah. Hi, yeah. 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 Hi it's me. Yeah. It's awesome. That's funny. All right, so are we uh, are we at the shameless Kill Billy's plug? We are. Uh, All right, every great. every right sh- every show, every show, got to do it. Yeah. Uh, Friday, we're gonna be at O'Shea's. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe that's a nine to one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and that's here in West Palm Beach downtown. And Saturday, we are at third and third in Delray, and I think that one's like eight thirty to twelve thirty or something. Sounds about right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's you know we we've been looking for a long time to find a kind of like a a home for us in Delray and I think third and third is becoming it Absolutely. definitely works for us it's Absolutely. fun in the oh, I have a blast there yeah, I have a blast there um, and then next week uh, you were actually talking about Matt just a minute ago uh, your, uh, your partner in crime for No Name Ska Band Matt Krug and, uh, and he is our guest next week yeah he is yeah Matt cool. Krug's coming on next week and he's yeah. He, yeah, he's uh, uh, one, of, one of my best buds and uh, band mates and, uh, and also runs propaganda which is no Small order. Shout quite, out to propaganda. Yes, yeah, it's, <laughs> right a, it's propaganda. a man. Page do a grand job yeah. of of, uh, of keeping that place running, and um, I'm really looking forward to yeah. speaking to Matt because yeah. he's he's done huge amounts for music down here since he's right. since he's been running that place and and before, and uh, you and, know, and No Name's dropping uh, an album here soon. So yeah, so uh, yeah, yeah, it'll be yeah. good fun to Very talk to cool. him about that. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, we yeah. got uh, I think it's August seventh um, c- coming up as our. Uh, it's our album launch, so yeah, we'll be talking a whole bunch about that too. Yeah. All right, cool. Very exciting, guys. Well, yeah. appreciate having you guys Thanks. on, man. Thanks, Thanks so, so much for here. having us, guys. Yeah, absolutely. It, it's been a pleasure. You're, Seriously. It, you got, anyone watching this, you've got to listen to their stuff on um, Jake Warden Band's stuff on um, Spotify or wherever you listen to music because it is great. It's great driving music. And it is, it's very, you got Jake, a young guy, but his music is so. Your music is so mature. It's yeah. so yeah. like well thought out. It sounds fantastic. Sounds like it's been. Sounds like just really quality, like blues and classic rock. There's all these influences in there that I hear. Like I don't even know if you like Wood Brothers and stuff, but like Man, I, I love the Wood Brothers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I hear these, <laughs> I hear these, I've seen them live. Yeah, yeah. I hear these little influences in there, and I'm just like that. I love too, and I'm like, yep. I yeah. I. I concur, you know. (laughs) (laughs) You know, yeah, I love it. I've really enjoyed listening to music, and I think um, anyone who listens to it will. It was huge, very very broad appeal in the best possible sense. Just good music. So yeah, check it out, guys. Yeah, thanks a lot. Appreciate it. Thank Thank you guys so much.